0: Welcome on into the Superintendent Radio Network. I'm Matt Lowell, Managing Editor of Golf Course Industry Magazine. My guest today, as we preview the Carolinas GCSA show, coming up in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, November 18th to 20th, is Matthew Wharton. He is a golf course industry columnist, America's greenkeeper. He is also, by day, the greenkeeper, the superintendent, more specifically, at Carolina Golf Club in Charlotte, North Carolina, and for another few weeks, the president of the Carolinas GCSA. Matthew, how are you doing? What's going on?
1: I'm doing great, Matt. How are you? Thanks for having me on.
0: Doing fantastic. Before we dive into your year as president of Carolinas GCSA, let's preview this show because it's coming up. If you're listening to the podcast, you're probably already going and if you're not going you're interested in what's going on there the education and the events and everything uh matthew what are you looking forward to what are some of the highlights and and maybe you're looking forward to your year as president being over because it's been a pretty challenging year i know all around
1: well I'll, i'll just say this much if you are not going to the carolina's gcsa conference and trade show you are definitely missing out so just For starters, we had 409 booths available for our trade show. We are sold out. We're selling extra space in the luncheon area. I think there were 413 booths sold when I last checked. There are over 1,200 seminar seats sold in over 30 classroom offerings. That's two days of education, Monday and Tuesday. Our golf championship, which will take place on Monday the 18th, there were 352 registered players, which is our most ever. Uh, we might even be up to 360 by today. And our golf courses are True Blue, Caledonia, and Watchasaw Plantation. So that's going to be a real treat for everyone. And all the uh, we've got metal play, we have captain's choice, we have four ball, we've got something for everyone. Uh, we also have a sporting clays event for anyone that's not interested in in golf on Monday. Our Tuesday night, we're going to have Carolina's Night at the Beach. It's going to be at the new Topgolf Myrtle Beach, and we are expecting over 600 attendees. So this is setting up to be one of our largest attended shows ever. Over 2,000 registered attendees, 1,100-plus qualified buyers. If you are not going to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, November 18th through the 20th, you are missing out.
0: This sounds like a fantastic show. There's a lot going on. You mentioned the education. You mentioned obviously the golf outings, even the clay shooting. Regardless of anybody's opinion on top golf, some people love it, some people don't. Six hundred people packed into a top golf for a super fun outing where you're gonna play, you're gonna you're gonna hit some shots, but you're also gonna network a ton. This just sounds like a tremendous event and I'm glad that Guy and I of Golf Course Industry Magazine will be down there with you for, for a few days here coming up.
1: Well, oh, we're we're so thrilled to, to continue our partnership with Golf Course Industry Magazine and to have you guys down here to, to sort of chronicle the event, but also to take part in it. And you're exactly right. I mean, part of the networking is having the opportunity to speak with guys like yourself and Guy. No pun intended.
0: Right. Well, I do that probably once a week at least to him. So, so this this will be tremendous fun. If you're listening and and you see Guy and I down there, come say hello. We love to talk with everybody, and I'm sure Matthew will be sitting down and spending some time with you while we're down there as well. I'm I'm looking forward to that too.
1: Uh, I'm really excited to get down there. I I can't believe it's time, almost you know it's almost time to go back to Myrtle Beach. It, it seems like, it seems like just yesterday really that we uh, wrapped up last year's conference and show, and, and my year as president started, and it's been a tremendous roller coaster of a year, and to think that it's almost over is kind of kind of a whirlwind so to speak but uh looking forward to it and i'm ready to hand off the gavel to to my good friend and colleague mr stewart
0: you've packed a lot into your year as carolina's gcsa president really a lot of it beyond your control starting with record rainfall from september of 2018 to february of 2019 did you guys get record rainfall in Charlotte over like the last 140 years? Is that right?
1: Yeah, we've been keeping weather records in the city of Charlotte for the last 140 years, and starting with Hurricane Florence, hmm. which brought which brought about seven inches of rain to Charlotte the week before the U.S. Mid-Am, From that point through the conclusion of February. We had over a year's worth of rain in that six-month stretch. And I always tell people, you know, the big thing about that is that's not just any six-month window. That's the six months of the year when the turf on your golf course is either growing its slowest or not growing at all. In the case of Bermuda grass, it goes dormant in the winter. So, yeah, it it made for a really challenging and um, you could almost even say depressing period.
0: Even more depressing, um, and, and not to get too down here, too early into our conversation, you lost a couple of really great people in, in the last year during your during your time as president. Obviously, Steve Wright, a, uh, a light in this industry and a, and a past president of the Carolinas GCSA, um, passed away in November, and then in April, just about seven months ago, a longtime crew member, Cleo Young, passed away while working... On the golf course, I believe he was was sweeping away pine cones uh, when he suffered a, a massive heart attack. To lose one friend in in a year is tough. To lose two people who you love that much, I, I can't imagine uh, that that anything about that was was less than just incredibly difficult for you, Matthew. Well, you know, the,
1: the Steve Wright passing was a shock to everybody, and I think uh, you know all those. Friends and colleagues down in South Florida were uh, were impacted tremendously. And it, it happened just prior to last year's conference and show. So it was a huge shock to all of us. And, you know, Steve spent uh, a number of years in the Carolinas and was a past president of the Carolinas GCSA. And so we uh, we kind of had to quickly scramble and um, come up with a way to, to remember and honor him last year and, you uh, know, respectful manner, and uh, I, I think we managed to do that, but it so it, it did kind of put sort of a, a somber tone, if you will, to last year's conference and show, uh, and then it just kind of carried over. Um, Cleo, I hired him back in 2008 when we were undergoing our restoration project, and so he'd been with me 10, 11 years. Uh, everybody on the crew looked up to him. We called him Pops. And, um, he was primarily an equipment operator mode rough, but during the, uh, kind of the shoulder seasons, he'd take it upon himself to keep the golf course clean. And I was having a greens committee meeting and I got a text from my assistant, Matt Clonch. Uh, he found him and was performing CPR. And I quickly just sort of showed the text to my general manager who was sitting directly across from me. And, We just said, gentlemen, this meeting is now adjourned. And we got out on the golf course as quickly as we could. And by the time we arrived on the scene, paramedics were arriving on the scene. And it was, um, yeah, it was tough. Um, I've never experienced anything like that before. And I I hope I never do again. I wouldn't wish that on any colleague. So thanks for for allowing me to have the opportunity to kind of
0: give Cleo a shout out absolutely I mean just devastating uh I imagine to everybody on the staff he's been there for more than a decade you know he means a lot to a lot of people you're spending eight or ten hours a day with somebody at work and and a lot of points you know him better than your own family in certain ways uh I I cannot imagine that that it did not hit everybody really really hard uh
1: it, it did and you know the the funny thing is is now, one of my challenges and struggles this year, and from uh, from talking with industry peers and colleagues, it's it's a struggle all over the country. Uh, we're all, you know, having a difficult time finding and attract you know attracting, finding, and recruiting and retaining labor. And Cleo's passing just you know was April the third, so we we're you know kind of right on the doorstep of spring and, and the season trying to you know get geared up and get going and we're so short-handed that um, I think everybody just kind of put their head down and kept going you I think that's how we all managed to sort of work work through it was just because we were we were too busy to, to sit back and dwell on it. Uh, I will say that um, one of the things that happened when we went to his funeral, not only did I have so many staff people in attendance, uh, I had some former staff members that are still in, in the greater Charlotte area come and attend, as well as uh, members of the club and uh, senior staff members of the club, general manager, et cetera. So it was, just, uh, it was really nice to have that opportunity to see those folks be there and be supportive for, for Cleo's family.
0: It, it's nice to just remember people when when they do pass. There's two events where I think it means more than anything else that you show up, and, and one is obviously a wedding if you're invited, and, and the other obviously is a, uh, a funeral and, and very different emotions, but it's just as important to be there uh, during the lows as it is to be during the highs, probably more so important, I would say.
1: Well, I'll agree. Hardly. I mean, I think that's why it meant so much to me to see some members of the club in attendance. Yeah. Um, you know, they they just chose to be there of, on their own. Uh, uh, that was a tremendous um, show of support. It meant a lot to me.
0: Not to shift too suddenly out of out of Cleo's passing and out of Steve's passing. You had other challenges during your year as president of carolina's gcsa uh including you you uh were down an assistant for a little while you'd mentioned matthew Claunch just a few minutes ago he left in june to head back to south florida i believe you said it was just a, a too good of an opportunity to pass up right
1: oh definitely yes uh matthew came to me and said he needed to talk to me about something and he kind of spelled it all out and i was just like Man, you, that's just an opportunity you can't pass up. I'm in. I'm in full support. I think you. I think you need to go for it. And uh, wish him all the best. And um, I know he's down there kicking butt. In fact, I mean, we were texting back and forth just yesterday. Unfortunately, though, our Panthers came out on the wrong end of the school against the Packers. But anyway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so so he leaves in June, and you wind up with pretty much a new team of assistants and senior assistant you've got uh eric sosnowski is your new senior assistant and then two new assistants in matt miller and matt rollison which since they basically replaced matthew Claunch, and you're matthew wharton i think i see a trend here i think the only real qualification anybody needs to be an assistant at carolina golf club is to have the right name matthew
1: well, Matt, and you've got the right name. So if things don't work out at GCI, uh, you know, you're welcome to, to come down here to Charlotte. We'd love to have you. Uh, yeah, well, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, and I'm really proud of Eric. I mean, Eric's been with me now six years. I think, we, I think he came on board uh, September of 2013. He's from State College, Pennsylvania. He's a graduate of Penn State. And uh, he came down here as an AIT, and he's just basically worked his way up the ranks. He's a big NASCAR guy, so being in Charlotte was obviously, you know, a draw for him. And it's just couldn't be prouder of him and how far he's come. Matthew Miller worked for me prior. He worked for me the whole year of 2018, and when he graduated with his turf certificate from Central Piedmont, he thought he would explore another opportunity, and he kind of went into sales, irrigation sales, at a landscape supply distributorship. And six months later, he's like, boss, I don't like this. I said, good, put you two weeks in and get your butt back over here. Uh, (laughs) Matthew Rolison, on the other hand, uh, you know, and it's just kind of, Oddly coincidental that he was arriving about the time Clonch was leaving, but uh, he's a graduate of Purdue University. Uh, I met him through my relationship with uh, Professor Kel Bigelow at Purdue. Uh, uh, Kel reached out to me, and he's like, I've got this guy, this student, who is going to be graduating in May, and it seems that his uh, Matt's family had lived in Charlotte for a period prior, when he was growing up, before moving to West Lafayette, and he's like, I really think you would be, you're, you're where he needs to be, and so we made arrangements to meet back at GIS, because uh, Raleigh, as we affectionately call him, that's one, that's one way we tell each, each other apart here, there's a lot of last names that are used, Raleigh was on their turf ball team, so uh, we got a chance to meet at GIS, and we, we hit it off, and so yeah, he relocated down to Charlotte upon graduation and got all squared away. And so he's here, Miller's here, and uh, Eric's been here six years. And we just keep on keeping on, and we just all keep in touch with constant via text.
0: <laughs> Sounds like a good team, and you needed that team because after getting hammered with a bunch of rain September to February to start the year, uh, you got even more. In the summer, what was it, June, July, August, you got almost 19 inches of rain those three months combined?
1: Yeah, and it's really bizarre, too, because you could just go 25 miles north of here. And uh, Jared Nimitz, good friend who's at the Peninsula Club, he had less than six inches over that same time, time span. Uh, you know, Charlotte can be funny. A lot of summertime rain, it's, it's really more about thunderstorms, and either you get it or you don't. And this was one of those summers where we did. And um, you know, managing bent grass in the southeast, I'd much rather be hot and dry than hot and wet. But um, that was the hand we were dealt this year. So, um, but hats off to the team—they worked their tails off this year, and and I feel like we might have provided some of the best conditions we've ever provided under that set of climatic conditions.
0: You've already started to look ahead. A little bit now that this year is is almost finished and a challenging year and a packed year. Of course, it's tied in with the year that you had more responsibility as, as president of the Carolinas GCSA, but now you're almost through this year. And this is from a story that Trent Bouts wrote in the new issue of Carolinas Green. He leads off with the fact that you're looking ahead to the end of the next decade. We're almost done with the 2010s. You're looking ahead to the end of the 2020s for a couple of reasons. Carolina golf club going to celebrate its centennial in 2029. And it's also going to be a quarter of a century for you at the club. What a tremendous combination of, of kind of landmark round anniversaries coming up in 10 years, but you know, they're there, you know, they're coming up.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, funny the way that the math works out. Uh, I'm not focused on my number as much as I am the club's number. Sure. And that's because that's because uh, our club's logo is, the, you know, the letter C, G, C, sort of interlocking with the year 1929, the year the golf course was incorporated. That's in our logo. So, you know, you, it's on my shirt, it's on my jacket, it's everywhere I look. And, and you're just like, wow, you know, 1929, 2029, uh, you know, the older we get, the faster time seems to move. And I'm like, it's going to be here before you know it. And um, uh, how cool would that be to to be a part of something like a club centennial celebration? So, yeah, I would like very much to, uh, to see it through all the way to the end.
0: Especially for CGC Carolina Golf Club 2, Survive its infancy, being founded in 1929. Not like there weren't major events that happened that year, like a stock market crash and the start of a Great Depression. And it it persevered through, and and now you do have a chance here at 90 years, and, and they've got a real chance here to really thrive for the next decade and hit 100. I mean, to hit to survive those first few years, what a what a tremendous accomplishment right out of the gate. Yeah, well, you
1: know, Carolina Golf Club's got a really unique history because the property was a dairy farm owned by the Dunavut family and when mr. Donovan passed away, his wife Louise I'm still I'm, I'm still kind of uh, mesmerized by the fact that that a woman in 1929 would have the foresight to say, okay I need to provide for my family with this land. let me hire Donald Ross, to design a golf course, and I'll build this golf course. That's how I'm going to provide for my family. And uh, we're we're just right off of Wilkinson Boulevard, which is State Route 74. And State Route 74 was the first four-lane highway in the state of North Carolina. It connected the banks in Charlotte to the textile mills in Gastonia. And so, believe it or not, Carolina Golf Club was the first 18-hole public golf course in the greater Charlotte metro area when it opened its doors in 1931. And you mentioned the stock market crash and the Great Depression. It took two years to complete the construction mm. and open the golf course from the time it was incorporated in 1929. Uh, and it operated as uh, her son-in-law. He was like the first golf professional and, man, and club manager, if you will, and he ran the facility up until 1958, at which point a group of regular members, he encouraged them. He was like, you know, why don't you all take, take it over? So the, the club became private in 1958. And kind of continuing with our mathematical theme, uh, it was 50 years later, 2008, when we reopened following 11 months of closure with uh, renovation and restoration and new construction and growing
0: Heck of a history, and here's to the next ten years being as great, maybe even much better than the first ninety.
1: The thing about Carolina Golf Club is, I always tell people, you know, we're 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 not the club near where you live, we're the club near where you work because we are so close to the center of town, and um, the membership is full. We've got a waiting list, and club's been doing doing well for a number of years post-recession. So, uh, knock on wood, cross our fingers, we must be doing something right.
0: Glad to hear it. And if if folks are coming down later this month to the annual Carolina's GCSEA show and conference, it's in Myrtle Beach, but if they road trip the right way back, maybe they can drive up and and meet you there at at Carolina Golf Club for a morning or, or even an hour.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not far, and uh, Charlotte's easy to get to. I have, I have friends that, that reach out to me all the time and say, man, I'd love to see your place. And I always joke and say, well, you just need to schedule an extra long layover at the Charlotte <laughs> airport because we're, we're, we're only about four miles from the airport as the crow flies. And I, I jokingly tell friends all the time, I was like, well, schedule you uh, a longer than normal layover, and I'll pick you up. I'll tour you around the golf course. We'll get a bite to eat, and then I'll just take you back and drop you off at the terminal.
0: So, yeah. Fantastic. Well, Matthew Wharton, thanks so much for coming on as we preview the Carolina's GCSA show. Uh, congrats on a, on a challenging but I'm sure ultimately fulfilling year as president of the association. And I'm looking forward to getting down there, getting down to Myrtle Beach later this month, having some pulled pork, uh, I lived in Eastern North Carolina for a few years when I was younger, so vinegar over tomato base, and there's no debate in my mind. But uh, it'll be it'll be great to see you here shortly.
1: I make <laughs> some. <laughs> uh, well, thank you, Matt. Thanks for thanks for your time. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Look forward to seeing you guys down there again. Thank you for all y'all do to to help us. Uh, Cover the show with your e-newsletter e- and, and and your features, etc. And so, uh, yeah, come on, folks. There's still time. We'll see you in Myrtle Beach conference and show.